Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Episode 98, Slowing Down the Spinner with Abby Metcalf. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go! Hello, hello, Race for the Ring. I am your host with the mostest, Mindy Barnett, and I have a really cool podcast episode for you today. We are going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of a relationship, what can make and break a relationship. It's really important information for you, whether you're in a relationship now, um, whether you're involved with somebody in a serious level or just entering a new one or single like myself. Um, because you can learn a lot of actionable uh, tips and tricks to the trade, if you will, from our expert today, Abby Metcalf. She's Dr. Abby Metcalf, actually. Um, she's going to share a lot of really, really good tools and strategies that you can implement immediately into your lives. Um, she talks a lot about essentially how she marries the, the notion of psychology and business. Um, she also has a great book that we basically pulled some information out of called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And she talks a lot about, with me, the difference between keeping score and sharing a battery. Um, we talk a lot about the notion of a spinner, like a spinner basically on a, a playground, those, uh, you know, um, activities kids would do where you push them and it spins and it spins and it spins. And we all have something like that kind of brewing in our mind and how not to allow your spinner to essentially hinder your relationship with loved ones. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be a partner. It could be loved ones that you might reside with. Um, if you live with family, if you have kids, um, even just dealing with day-to-day coworkers and things like that, you can apply that mindset and that information but how to maneuver um, to basically all areas of your life. It was a really, really amazing conversation. So um, I don't want to keep chatting away. We had a really long podcast uh, recording. It actually went on a little past our normal time of 30 minutes. So if you can just uh, humor me and um, indulge us and stay on and listen, I will be very worth your while. And um, there's a little good, interesting anecdote I share at the very end too about my personal life life. So um, I hope you enjoy my convo with Dr. Abby Metcalf. 
Hello, Abby, my long lost best friend. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We just need a redhead and we'll have like the blonde, the the brunette, and the redhead. We'd be all set. I know, right? Yeah, we need one more. Take on I the know world. you're like I feel like um, you're me with uh, brown hair, yes. for sure. <laughs> we were just talking, everybody, for a while. I think like 30 minutes, uh, like <laughs> 20 minutes before we hit record. Um, and we have so many similarities. I love it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, I guess, like start on an ugly note and we'll go to a happier note. Okay. Why relationships don't make it. Like why they fail. We have like a, some specific reasons why um, loss of trust, poor communication, lack of respect, difference in priorities, and little intimacy. So I wanted to dive into each one of these and have you offer some insight as the expert that you okay. are about why these are the cases. So let's start first with the trust. That's obviously a big, big one, right? Yeah. There's many people that's like the deal breaker of all. Yes. Well, I'm going to take this two ways and maybe this will okay. answer all the other ones because really the reason relationships fail is you know, people often would come to me and say, oh, you know, we don't communicate, we didn't communicate well, whatever, and then it would break down into those things. But really the problem is competition. Competition? How so? Uh-huh. We get in relationships, we start to compete for, especially after we have kids, but even before, we compete for resources like uh, time, money. Oh. So, you know, it's your turn to put away the dishes. It's, uh, I went out with my friends on Friday, so you can go out on Saturday. I spent money on this, you know, you spend money on that. I took Jack to, I took Ariel to softball on Tuesday. You need to take uh, Julian to uh, baseball on Friday. Do you know, like there's all yeah. of this splitting and what that really adds up to, and we keep score, is, you know, all the things we're doing, yeah. all the things they're not doing, right? Yeah. And we yeah. come up with that. That's the problem. You can't be in competition. Think of that. You're keeping score with someone that you're supposed to trust implicitly. Right. You're keeping score because you don't trust. That, that's, that's the point. That's so interesting. So when you first say competition, mm -hmm. my mind went to like competitive in the yeah. sense like yeah. career, what, how successful. Because I felt that a little bit in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I felt that, and maybe that could have just been in my own mind. Right. That I felt like he wasn't overly excited for my accomplishments because I felt like he well, was maybe... It might have been gel but listen, so yeah, exactly that. Th think about it. So I had a couple not long ago and he got a promotion. He's going to be traveling in Europe and he mentioned it in the session and yeah, he said, great. Now I'll be stuck at home taking care of the kids. That's terrible. The reason, well, because- I'd be like, I'm packing my bag and I'm shopping in uh, Paris. Get the nanny on board. Nanny on board. Yeah. Kidding. You know, that, yeah, but that's- And that might've been what your ex was doing. Like, oh, great. She's going to do this. She's going to meet other people. She's going to, you know, have this other life and I'm not going to be. It's this competition. It's this- it's this hmm. worry. It's this scorekeeping of like, well, we were kind of equal and now she's getting here. And then some of that is low self-worth, frankly. Like then yeah. why are they going to want me? Yeah. Even though it comes out as ego. Usually the oh. bigger someone comes out in ego, the lower their self-worth. Because people who feel really confident about themselves have no need to, to, act, rag, like that. to act like that. Yeah. Like no need. So, and But what's hard is that it's it's hard to be loving when someone is coming at us like that, right? You know, it's, yeah, because yeah, it's an ugly treat, right? It can feel it's I, I it's and off footing. You're like, what the hell? It's fear based, is what it is. Yeah. I like to kind of divide mm -hmm. things like that. You know, okay, ugly, whatever. It's fear based. This person, you know, I want us to have compassion for these people because I don't mean that you let them walk all over you. You still keep your boundary, but you have compassion while you do that. And mm -hmm. you do that by seeing that this person's really in fear of what they're going to lose when, as you advance or something, or what I'm going to lose as you go out with your friends and I'm stuck at home with the kids, or, you know, I'm losing right this time, or maybe I'm losing you. Maybe you're gonna be out there flirting, you know, whatever, whatever right. that is, we just start keeping score and then we're always looking like, are they doing as much as me? Or we, you know, or what if I get right. advantage of? It's just, it's all fear-based and you can't base a love relationship on fear. It doesn't, it doesn't work no, that way. For sure. It, of right? course not. 
Yeah. Okay. So there's so much I want to talk about without just that notion all of itself. But before we do, I want to ask a couple of follow-up questions before they escape my brain, which happens on a regular basis talk today to and every day. Okay. So first and foremost, if you're dealing with someone in that component of competition, where they had the fear of losing or what have you, as you mentioned, yeah. how do you how do you counter that? Like, what do you do if your partner is is exuding those traits yeah. and those um, qualifications? not qualifications, but, you know, characteristics and things of that nature. And then also, I'll just ask the second part, the other part of competition that you mentioned about like the course keep the the scorekeeping about picking up towels dishes like things like that okay so what you really do it's all the same is you have to have a new mindset about the relationship and that is that you're a shared resource you and your partner are shared resource. You know, we say things all the time, like you have to pull your weight, you know, t- you have to take this off my plate. Uh, and I, <laughs> I'm always screaming from the rafters. It's the same plate. Your partner can't yeah. take anything off your plate. So what happens is we think, well, I can't do it. So you have to, we look to our partner all the time. And that's a problem because when your partner is drained, you're drained. It's the b- same battery. So if one of you isn't doing well, you're both not going to do well. So the answer always is to look outside the couple to add resources when you can't do something. You don't want your first reaction all the time to be, well, he's he's got to do it. It Nope. Who else could do it? Could you hire someone to walk the dog? I used to hire a neighborhood kid to pick up the dog poop in my backyard. I mean, and yeah, you know, <laughs> it should have been my kids or me or my yeah. husband, right? It should have been. And I always yeah. say, do you want to be correct or do you want to be effective? You can't, yeah, you can't I like that. You can't be both. I love that. So, yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, correct. That someone, but you know what? I am sick of complaining about this. We're all arguing about it. I feel bad about something as trivial as this. So guess what? I yeah. pay a kid in my neighborhood to walk in my dog and clean up the poop. Like boom, done. So I'm using a resource outside of the couple, right? Or the Uh other thing is to think about taking things off that collective plate, you know, especially when we have kids, you know, it's like, oh, they have to be, (laughs) they have to take a language and they have to be in two sports and they have to be, you know, you start to go, I understand we think we need this, but do we really? My kids were not in a lot of stuff and my kids are not going to go to Harvard and I'm fine with that because my kids are amazing. I love hanging out with my kids. Oh, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I've got great teenagers, love hanging out with them. My kids... Same. Right. They're in sports. They're happy. They're they happy. Have, like, they're normal lives. But you're not driving yourself. I actually pray they don't go to Harvard because right. I don't think I can afford it. <laughs> and they're not getting scholarships. Let's be honest. Harvard. So, I that. But yeah. No. But yeah. Well, I want them to be good, yeah. like well-rounded human beings. Yes. Like successful. So, I'm very driven. But, but yeah. You have to make yeah. a decision, mm-hmm. right? You can't mm-hmm. do both. Again, so you have to choose. And you really have to choose what could come off that you think has to happen. I hear people, well, you have to do this. You have to. No, you don't. You don't have to do all these things. It's your choice. So if you're making right. a choice, you need to put that in. But I would say that your relationship should be the very top priority because I will tell you that divorce and breakups and all that, they will consume your life. You know, all those bad feelings, all that stuff. And that's usually often when things are really bad is when suddenly people go, oh my God, let me try harder. Let me do this thing. And it's like, yeah, it's almost too late. Like, why are we waiting until it sucks? You know, when all those things have happened, put your relationship as a priority first. When I see Mm -hmm. couples, I don't see them at night. I'm like, when do you see them? uh, During the day. If you can't make it a priority, because, you know, I do sessions like every other week for a little longer, for like an hour and a half instead of every week. Uh So Uh uh, to me, if you can't make time in your schedule twice a month for a little earlier in the day, then you're not ready to do this work anyway. And that's why so many people fail at couples therapy, because they really don't make it a priority. They think going once a week to a session is and that's not it. That's like going to a trainer once a week and eating French fries and stuff in your face. It's like me. Right? <laughs> I cancel every morning. I don't eat the French fries. I just get, yeah. But go but you on. Know what I, I mean? just like I canceled this morning like, again. Okay. I think he's gonna like fire me. All right, go ahead. I'm that's sorry. Like I didn't mean to get off track. And, and doing yeah. the thing, right? It's like it's not yeah. gonna work. You got to do more right. than a once a week thing. And yeah, so you have to be in it to win it. You yeah, really put in more time and effort. So, and it doesn't mean work. No, it's not work. It's it's just is. It's just. 
being in a relationship. And, and one of the things you have to get a lot is that, that I also say a lot is that you have to connect to correct. Mm -hmm. And what happens is people are trying to work on things in the relationship, but there's no real connection first. You always have to work on the connection first. When, when we're feeling good about our partners, when they're feeling good about us, we're much more amenable to doing things we ask to, you know, talking about things that are hard, but when people are completely at odds, Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible. And so when I'm working with couples, the first work I do is around all the connection. Like we got to find How do, What do you do? What are some of the first things you help oh, folks you know, do to reignite that connection if it's one, severed? Oh, one of the best things is, or easiest things, there's two really easy things. One is uh -huh. to set intention often. So that means that you, it, and it takes, I've timed it because I'm such an anal crazy bossy Jewish mother. I've timed this. It takes an average of 18 seconds. So I call it the 18 second shift. And if you don't have 18 seconds, I can't help you. And what setting intention is before you walk in the door, you sit in your car for a minute and you set an intent. You just close your eyes again, 18 seconds, close your eyes for a second. How do I want to be when I walk in the house? Let me get my, let's not, because I used to do I like that. Right? Okay. I, I might do this house. with my kids. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we're, t yeah. we're, we're I have nobody to walk into in a romantic capacity right, right now. <laughs> but so I'll apply it for other things. But Thank go ahead, you. continue. That's right. great. Okay. So you think about it. So you're, you come in the house, you're like, who's doing homework? What do we got? What's for dinner? Who walked the dog? Da, da, da. Yeah. Right? And we're like tasking yeah. and we're like checking things off the list. And that energy is overwhelming for people who have been, you know, our kids who have been sitting there or a partner what you want to yeah. do you set that intention mine is usually for patience because i'm a bit impatient uh same and mm -hmm. sometimes to be fun and to be easy and so i walk in the house i have that energy and i will tell you this my son my my teenage son he sometimes i forget if i come in a different way from work you know if i go somewhere different sometimes I'll, i'm not keyed to stop and set intention i swear to god my my boy will call it every time he'll say to me did you not park the car today mom like <laughs> i know and i'm like and you know what he's right every time it's amazing like he can tell that's my true energy. they catch on my son will say that's your that's your ugly voice again. That's an ugly voice. Oh. I guess the way I'm talking, because they'll say, Mom, I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be like, yes, Julian. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, I'm just going to tell you one happy thing. You're talking to me ugly, ugly. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, because I'm thinking of other things, exactly. not him. Exactly. Or I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's really the answer. You're, you're being mindful when you stop the mm -hmm. car and you set your energy when you walk in. Totally. I love that. That's great. I would say okay. the number one game changer, every client tells me, it, and I use it all the time. I did it before. It's, you're still being authentic, right? Because you're just like yeah. kind of changing your mindset, yes. kind of taking a beat, taking a breath, yeah. kind of reframing your brain in terms yeah. of whatever was going on from well, the day. Okay. Being mindful. And when we're mindful, we're in the moment and we're fine. Everything's fine. I'm going in the house. It's great. I haven't seen my kids all day. I love them to pieces. I love Gary. Like it's all good. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when we're not mindful, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I have to have this. And now I'm in school and now I got to, I mean, that's that what becomes the impatience and the annoyance instead of being there with these people. And when we think about why we do all the things we do, it's so that we can be better human and, and feel different in the world. And yet we're not mm -hmm. acting that way day to day. So, yeah. you know, yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, totally. That's where it is. What else can, what else can you do? So right. you, you set up your intention. So it's okay. intention as often as possible. I will tell you that. But my other favorite thing is uh, my, these micro connections. So for example, when, whenever Gary or I, or home, like whoever's home first. Gary's your husband yeah. for everybody listening. I already know that because we already had our best talk. He's like, oh, go ahead. gorgeous, amazing, <laughs> yes. perfect, fabulous. Um, so whenever one of us is coming home, you know, whoever's in the house runs mm -hmm. to the door when they hear the car. I mean, runs to the door. And we're like, like, on we're purpose? Like, yes. Like you're really that happy to see the yes. <laughs> Like we okay. are going to, I'm going to greet you. I, it's a micro connection. It is like, stop again. It's mindful. That's stopping nice, what actually. you're doing. It's getting your butt to the door. And we sort of joke around like a, like a little golden retriever would be, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah. yeah my dogs yeah. are so happy right? to see me. Right? Yeah. They love me. The, I always say they love me the most. Yeah. Be yeah. like your dog, you know? Yeah. And he, and, it, and let me tell you, 
This takes seconds also. This takes like a minute, less than a minute. And then when he comes in, like, hey, I'm so happy you're home. You make real eye contact. We make out sometimes or we just hug, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm sure your son loves that. That right? must be so awesome. That's <laughs> it. And then you can go back to your emails and cooking dinner and whatever else you were doing. Or he goes back to whatever he was doing if I'm home later. It takes a minute. But what you're doing, and I got this idea because I used to have uh, these Philip, this wonderful Filipino family a couple doors away. And they would, they said it was very cultural. When the dad came home every night, if I, if I was uh -huh. in the house with my kids, they would line up at the door. They had three kids and this wife, this wonderful wife. They would line up at the door and they would touch foreheads with the huh. dad. And oh, that's okay. all they did. They just had this second and little smile, you know, and then they would all run off and do what they were doing. That's nice. So it's like you're sort of acknowledging the person yes. and you're feeling like that connection. Welcome and I guess home. you do want to make out because you have the connection. Like I was thinking like when I was married, I think that's the last thing I probably would have wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Like because I'd be probably annoyed about something like I didn't set the intention or whatever. Well, Towards the end yeah. of my marriage, I think. It yeah. Works yeah. Together, right. Mm -hmm. Like when you mm -hmm. set the intention. And, and I will say this, no matter what else happens, at the end of the day, if you are going to not be with this person, if this doesn't work out, you can walk away feeling real good, not bitter, not annoyed, mm -hmm. not disgusted, not you can really walk away like I really gave my you know, I feel good. I feel good about what I did and how I was mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. who I was. Mm -hmm. And that's you can't ask for more than that. No, a hundred percent. Okay. Go. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. So these are the little, and there's micro connections you can do all the time like that. You can know, you give us one more? One, sure. Do you oh, have one more off the top of your head? Okay. Your and then we're going to go on to some other ugliness. Absolutely. I like the ugly. Anytime your partner okay. um, walks in or walks out, you make sure that you touch them. And I often will- Walks in and out of a room yeah. or walks in and out of the yeah. house or- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. If okay. I'm seeing him and I haven't seen him in a minute- we, I make sure I touch him somewhere. You know, it's where do you touch him, Abby? And in my head, I always do somewhere different. And okay. I give a little squeeze, you know, and I'll squeeze here. I guess here. Tushy. Oh, I love his. My my man is an amazing body for her. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm a very lucky girl. Uh, so I'm like all about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our, our How long have you been married to this? Hot, uh, we're hot together stud. ten years now, but. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not like you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, no. I love it. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. But sometimes yeah. I'll just grab his face, you know, and just look at him. That's so sweet. You know, Does he just, do that to you too? Oh yeah. He's like all over me, you know. He it's a uh, but it's it's like again, you connect over and over and over. And then when we do have things to talk about, because of course we do, stuff happens, we annoy mm -hmm. each other, whatever, there's this space to like we already have something going, some positive energy yeah. going that can yeah. absorb that. I want you to always think about your relationships. Like your, you remember those, remember those little carousels in a park, the, those little, yeah. not the ones with the horse, yeah. the little ones that spin with no, the No, I know, I know exactly a spinning thing. No, I talk about right. On. Those little spinning yeah, things. Yeah, totally. Wow. I would vomit on them. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> how, how much fun is that? Why else wouldn't we have that in a park? <laughs> like so funny. You know, yeah. so here you are, you're, you're spinning, you know, you're, you're in your own momentum all day. Like on this, mm -hmm. I got this, I got this, I got to do this thing. And then usually you would walk in the house. Think of that with the intention, right? With that spin going. Meanwhile, mm. the people in the house all have their own spin going and it's much slower because they've been home a while. They're hanging out. Maybe your son is playing video games, right? Like, right. Right. And you can see right. the problem. Now, if you've ever tried to jump on one of those carousels that's moving, spinning really fast. You and you're fall really off. Yeah. You, yeah. Get, you get the, you get smacked down. Well, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens with that. That's a really, really good uh, visual. I yeah, really like that. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I hope right? our listeners can get grasp of that too. It makes sense. You need to like kind of and get become immersed and mesh into whatever is going on in the you house and not walk in like enough. a hurricane. Yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. what you do when you set intention. That's when you do when you set a micro intention. That's what you do when you touch because you are you are being mindful. So you're slowing the roll. You're slowing mm -hmm. that spin. And now I can invite people on with me. <laughs> I can talk about something. I can, you know, hey, what about this thing? I can ask a question because we're now at the same momentum. I always want you to be thinking, if you think of nothing else, think of that. 
Like okay. slow your spin. You've been thinking about this problem maybe for all day, or maybe you've been thinking about breaking up with this person for two months. They haven't. They they're or that you know you're so angry about something. Right. They right. have to right. catch up. And then you come in with this issue, and they're like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You know, it's you guys mm-hmm. again. You have to connect to correct. You do that first with all these connections, and then you slow your pace down so that someone can get on to join you. Okay. I like that a lot. If I'm hopefully, I'm not going to say if, when yeah. I'm in um, a new relationship um, mm-hmm. and I hopefully remarry in the, sometime in the future, I uh, will give you my word that I, and listeners call me to it. I'm going to make those intentions. I think it's amazing. I, it. I think it can definitely set you up for success instead of yeah. failure, which is kind of your book is about, right? Okay. So let's talk about lying. Lying is awful. And, but there's a difference between a big fat lie and a little white lie, right? Or no? Well, or not? I mean, lying, I don't want to say lying is awful. I want to say that lying- You don't? No. Because I think we keep judging these things and then the person is awful. And then lying is a behavior that we don't like to have around. Mm-hmm. When you separate that, because what happens is, uh, like, uh, here, perfect example. I have a couple, the husband uh, had a, an affair. Okay, and perfect, because that was my perfect. next one. So let's, they've let's been marry married, you two together. They've been married. 20, Lying and cheating. 20, Lying and cheating. 20, 22 All right, go ahead. Years, 22 years. He's been a, a and, and she would say, she was so knocked off by, you know, this thing because she felt very happy in this relationship. And they did lots of things together, et cetera. And, you know, when we had this conversation and she kept calling him a cheater, she's like, you're a liar and a cheater. And I kept separating that. I'm like, he's not. He had 20 something years of not being a liar and not being a cheater. And there was this four month thing. Yeah, it sucks and it's bad and I'm not like condoning it. But if you have that as the only thing in your head, it's first of all, it's not fair. You are Mm -hmm. you are describing someone by one event in their life. And trust me, you would hate it if someone did it to you. You'd be pissed mm-hmm. off if you were really good at a job for years and years and years, and then you had a bad day and, you know, and you sucked at a presentation and they were like, oh, you're horrible. You're fired. It's like, wow, what happened? I had 22 good years. Like you should yeah. have money in the bank. So when you can start, when you can start separating out people's behaviors that you don't like, that's number one from who they are as people, because otherwise it just colors everything. Oh, what else you been lying about? And all this other thing. And you start going, it's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Just like you do. If you've been lying your whole life, even though you told this one lie to your friend, like, come on, you know? So that's number one. I want to get rid of things being so bad or horrible and we hate them. Just, just, this is a behavior I don't like. I don't want it around. I want to have a boundary around it. The second thing is trust is made up of three components and people miss this a lot, right? It's three things. And so you can have varied levels of trust. It's trust isn't black and white. Trust isn't like I trust mm-hmm. you and I don't. But people do that. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. You really? Yeah, Remember they're right. They're kind of missing right? your mindset. You get yeah. caught in that. Yeah. So the three mm-hmm. things are, you know, uh, integrity. That's the honest part. Like, are you honest about things? Are you, you know, do you mm-hmm. um, do you say you're going to do something and then do it? Right? Mm-hmm. You say you're not mm-hmm. going to do something, not do it. Competence. Are you competent? Like, are you, if, if, uh, are you a good husband, you know, in general, are you competent at the things of being a husband? You know what I mean? Maybe taking care of the bill if that's what they do, or maybe, you know, being clear with money or whatever, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. your competency things are about what makes a good boyfriend, partner, whatever. And Mm -hmm. then it's goodwill. It's thinking that the other person has your back. That, that they're there for you. They've got your back. They're not going to just think of themselves. They're going to think of you also. They're going to put you first with them. They're going to have you right up there. And what happens is it's often one of those things that goes. Yeah, like that last one definitely goes when someone cheats, right? So, they right, don't have your back when they're having right? sex with another and person. And maybe the integrity yeah. is gone, but you still think this person, and that's kind of what I did with this woman, right? She, okay. She, it was like, okay, I don't feel like he had my best interest at heart by doing that. And we really talked about that. And, mm-hmm. and she was able to get there. She's like, okay, but has he before? Like, have you always felt that? Is this new? You know, right? And then the competence, she felt he was very competent. She was like, yep, very competent. That has not changed. So, she, you know, you're able to see like, okay, that's an area I don't have to work on. And then mm-hmm. the integrity, obviously, this the lying about when he was having this affair. But really more than that, you know, again, where else is that? Was that everywhere? Did you feel that in all things, Right. 
Or is it yeah. so really that was, one incident? Right. So with the like, husband, it was so, it was so great because he didn't have this, I don't trust you anymore. I hate, right? It was you have to, your wife needs to know that she is first, that you are thinking of her first. So everything you're gonna do right now, if you want to stay in this relationship, is about putting her first, is about thinking of her first. You don't have to put her always first, you know, but thinking of her first. And he loved it. It was like a nice target for him. He's like, Oh, I can do that. I love her. Like, I feel terrible about this. You know, he really he, he was, was remorseful. Like he actually well, remorseful. Like, knew he, he did was, like going to, which is part of it too. Not every person who right. cheats not everyone that is. he really yeah. felt he wanted to make that good on the mistake yeah he just he, made a mistake okay he, did. he made a really bad and yeah a bad one don't get me wrong but you know they came in like we're gonna get divorced and whatever and I, I was like really is, is this the deal break it might be it's okay if it's your deal breaker but don't assume it has to be right and right you know, don't sometimes have, it brings people closer I, yeah not sometimes a lot of times i mean i can't yeah. tell you how many couples mm-hmm. have come through this kind of thing this kind of you know what's what's a you know horrible time and really come to the other side because it makes you do the work and i'm mm-hmm. like wow you guys now have another 20 30 years to be together and mm-hmm. you have a whole new platform you're working on you know you have a whole you're like 2.0 you know you, you have this whole nother level now where your That's connection cool. is and so this i wouldn't wish this bad thing on you but it happened and we're here and actually we're using it to be wonder to really make an amazing relationship so just try not to get things into the bad and they're bad and it's all bad you know try not to generalize catastrophize and i know <laughs> it's hard to not but yeah, do your no, definitely. But just try to be open minded. Yeah. I have a few follow ups. So did for that case, without getting into too many details, sure. did the wife want to cheat too? Did she feel like she oh, wanted to they, eat I, in the I, I know I would want to. Up. I think that would make me want to at least have some just to make it an even playing field. That, but then it's like, that's, but that's the, the score. score. I know, right? That's wrong. I know. So how do you combat that? So how do you how do you get that? She can't have that in her head if they're going to succeed, right? right. She's got to let that go. Yeah, really can't. It's not, and it's so important because (laughs) that idea of the tit for tat—that's exactly that problem. I'd be like, I'm hitting the town, right? (laughs) And and once to go, yeah, it's gonna further deteriorate the relationship. That's the only thing that's happening. A hundred percent. And it's not going to make them feel better. I've yeah. had people do it. They don't feel better. They say they no. do initially and then they always regret it because it yeah. does destroy the relationship. There's nowhere to go from there. You're kind of done. If, if you're that yeah. mad and vengeful, then then what are we doing? You, you have contempt for your partner and it's kind of over. So that's yeah. different. It doesn't mean you can't have those thoughts and work through them, though. I will say that, which most people do. They, they have the thoughts and they work through them. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's a shared battery. So if I'm trying to hurt you, I am absolutely hurting myself. Because, again, anything that's hurting you is hurting me. And when you mm-hmm. really get that, everything changes. Everything changes. And so just shifting your mindset about that and getting back to this compassion for yourself too, because when, like in this case, she was also blaming herself sometimes. It was so funny. She was so mad and so vengeful. And then sometimes she'd be like, yeah, I was, I was being, she was being kind of mean to him a lot. She was in that, Uh, you know, like, you know, being disdainful. Her spinner was going out of control. It was, you know, type A, nuttiness, you know, it's, 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 I see this happen and it's not an excuse for someone to go do something like this. No, but they probably feel like they need a release and they feel like they're in control of something, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you got, you know, it's the whole lesson of letting go of control. Um, Mm -hmm. and not, and really just being, just stopping the, the, you know, the treadmill and really Mm -hmm. just being, you know, is this a person you want to build something with? Is this a person you want to keep working with? That's Mm -hmm. it right now. And it's Mm -hmm. not working on it for you to go cheat also. Like that's not working on it. So you you know, on it or you're not, you know, and that's it. So am I doing something to forward it or not? And there's another, there is another piece with this that goes with what you're saying and that our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second. This is a work of Timothy Wilson. And our mm-hmm. unconscious or our subconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. Wow. I know. Okay. So yeah. people don't hear what you, your partner doesn't hear what you say, they hear what you mean. 
So that's why that intention is so important. Getting your head really, so you're clear about, so you're not going, yeah, Someone asked you something, right? You're, you're, With your ugly voice, per Julian. Voice. Yes. Well, because yes. your intention, you're no, you're right. No, something. I feel so bad when he says that. And you're I'm feeling like, oh, annoying. you're right. Bothered. Don't, ugly don't bother voice. me. Don't bother yeah. me. That's what yeah. you're saying. I feel and, bad. And you mm-hmm. don't have to feel bad. You're fabulous. I love you. Like, no, you don't have to feel bad. <laughs> no, but I do when he says it. So well, I'm like, oh, I was my ugly voice. You're right. There, just go. Oh, you know what? I was okay. All right, let me. I do. Let's, I let's do reset. say that. I'm like, mommy makes mistakes. Mommy's yeah. hard. Because then he's like, no, oh, no, I'm telling you now. You're not going to, nothing. I want nothing. I'm like, oh my God, just say it. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, yeah. and don't even chase him for that. Just be like, yeah, you know, like, because that needs to be enough too. Like, he True. doesn't have to that's get all point. hurt about it either. He can call it out and that's it. And you can go, mm-hmm. wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, not cool. Okay, I'm here now. What did you need? And he can go, I don't want to tell you now. I'm like, okay, but when you're ready, I'm here. Okay, I will do That's that. That's it. Thanks, Abby. That's it. I like your advice. My kid. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Done. No more kissing his tush. All no right. more kissing. No, but that's kiss. that's true because he needs to get over it. You're right. All right. Oh, yeah. Talk more quick things. We're in. running out of time. Go ahead, go ahead. Conflict. Conflict. So conflict is good and bad. I actually, as I mentioned to you before we recorded, um, all my listeners are probably sick of me hearing saying, but I'll keep on saying it. I'm in grad school for psychology, for clinical psychology. And one of the things we learned a lot about last term was conflict. And I know from me personally, I struggle with it only because I hate it. And I used to think that was a positive trait because I don't like drama. I avoid it like the plague. Um, I really try to steer clear of all of that. But I also don't like to have confrontation. I'm not like I... I guess if I have to go to battle for my kids or my business, I, I have no problems with that. But for answer. me personally, I know it's weird. It's almost like I see them as, well, my kids are obviously separate bodies, but my business almost sees a separate person, not like it's me. I've got so you I, with this. Well, really? I oh. go to battle. I put my blocks and gloves on. But when someone, when I, Mindy Barnett, is personally involved, like I – really tried to like do a dance around it. And that's bad. And I'm like, why is that bad? And I didn't understand. But now I understand that you don't want to, you don't need to erupt and you don't need to be like abrasive, but you do need to express in a very intellectual and um, understandable way, your feelings, how you felt, like why it's wrong to like basically stick up for yourself yeah. so you're not that's a, a lot wuss. no I, oh I don't you know. go I that's what, yeah, okay well that's what, that's what i learned in my class that was like, very expensive too, but, but go ahead continue cool that later you're like oh that doesn't really work that's true i know all right when, when, so go ahead give us come to someone and, on you conflict. Say, and you say all the things right you know it really hurt my feelings the other day when you said this and then this happened and then this happened right immediately the person is going to feel attacked is generally what happens. And that's why we often get defensiveness and we're uncomfortable and it's all mm-hmm. kind of weird, right? Remember, you have to connect to correct. Okay. So in that moment, when you have to come to somebody, and I don't care if that's at work, I don't care if it's at home with your kid, I don't care where it is. What you want to do first is set the tone. So the first thing you do is say, hey, you know, number one, ask permission. Is this a good time to talk? I had something I wanted to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, is this good? Right. That's number one, mm-hmm. because you're giving them some power now, which psychologically mm-hmm. is a very good thing. Okay. That's number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And if they say no, by the way, then don't keep going. <laughs> like stop and, and re- re- <laughs> well, yeah. too bad. Because now of, we're talking. Yeah. Room, yeah. Right? Yeah. So two is now, and you want to say you might, and I would be very honest again, that's the real thing being mindful in that moment of, uh, you know, I got to talk to you about this, this thing happened. I am, I'm uncomfortable about, you know, even talking to you about it. This isn't my best thing. Cause I also hate conflict. Uh, I'm in my personal life. I'm great. At, I'm great at work. I'm great everywhere else, but not, you know, personally so you start yeah. with that. This is hard mm-hmm. for me. I really need your full attention because it's hard for me to talk about this stuff. And I love you so much. And I, I want us to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? It's a we. Yeah, that's not great. you. Not you did this thing wrong. By the way, then I calm down because that person, whether it's Gary or my kid or whoever, they they're like leaning in because they. I just asked for help. People yeah. love when you. They're like, oh, what can I do? Right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm setting the tone like I love you or you know I really want our work relationship to get better. I I just I want to get better with you. 
you know? So how I'll, do you then broach the subject with and switch it and then, actually explain? Okay, go ahead. Don't do I love all explaining. that. You're setting it up in a very neutral, very you go. calm and very open environment. And okay. here you go. You ready? What yeah. you really want to do is ask questions instead huh. of making statements. I say a lot, don't sack your relationship. Don't offer suggestion, give advice or criticize. So don't give. If it, let's say they said something the other day that hurt your feelings. I'm just, I'm, okay. you know, right. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Or they were, you thought they were dismissive, right? Okay. Or something. So it, what I like in those instances is say, Hey, on Tuesday, when you were coming out the door and you said that thing to me, blah, blah, blah. How, how are you feeling then? Like, cause I had a hard time with it and I just want to get from you what was happening. What it, it, did you mean to say something different? Is that what you meant to say? Thinking about it now, do you feel different? You know, there's a million questions I could ask there, right? Okay. What if they say, I feel exactly the same. That's fine. <laughs> they say, well, you, you know, I was mad at you cause I was walking out the door and blah, 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 whatever they say. Usually mm-hmm. trust me, most of the time they'll rethink it. Because okay. you are that not attacking them. They don't feel yeah. need to be defensive. Yeah. So we've set up love. We're feeling connected. I'm saying, you know, this thing uh, or, right. And then they'll, they'll keep, you keep asking questions. You don't know, tell me more about that. So tell me more about, be curious though. You have to be real. You can't decide. What happens is we decide, oh, what he said was dismissive. We label it and define it, but yeah. he might not have meant it dismissively. Or we yeah. might have been in a bad mood that day. That might be on us, not them. Yeah. So you need to find out, you need to be curious what they were thinking or trying to express when they said it or when it happened or whatever that was. Uh, sometimes I've, you know, if Gary says something I don't take, well, I'll say, could you say that to me differently? Could you ask me I that, like that in a different way? Could you ask yeah. me that in a different way? When you start asking questions to someone, again, not accusatory, but truly curious, First of all, you can really, you're fact finding. You can actually find out what happened. If this Mm -hmm. was a work situation and someone said, Alice was really mean to me. And Alice says, no, Peggy was mean to me, right? Wouldn't you sit down first and go, hey, tell me a little more about happened. Yes, yes, yes. What happened there? You'd be curious in fact finding. You wouldn't just assume that Alice was telling the truth and that's how it was. So why is it different? Treat yourself like Alice. (laughs) Treat yourself like you don't know what you think you know. You're so sure this happened. You're so sure what it means. That's what I see the most. We decide what it means and we're just like, that's a fact. That's not a fact. It is our filter about what it Mm -hmm. means. You're like just assuming. Line, like anything yeah. else. Yeah. You're like, well, everybody would say that. That's what I hear from people. Well, everyone thinks this is bad. It's like, I don't care what everybody thinks. Oh, I hate that. that. I know my ex-husband used to say that. Yeah. Everybody, I, I think that. I'm like, whatever. Who's waiting? Gaslighting. It's gaslighting. crazy. So, I mean, shouldn't use that word. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's infuriating. Frustrating. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so it's not helpful. I have, but do you see okay, I, the prep? The connect to correct, the asking questions. This is how you deal with conflict. You don't do that little other thing of like, okay, I have to go in, I have to say it this way. I got to be calm. I got. It's like ridiculous. You, it's it should be a conversation. It should be inviting them in to solve this with you. Okay. Not I'm coming at you with the thing you did wrong because no one likes that, and no right, one's going to. That's why you don't like yeah. it becomes conflict. Right. Instead that's of awkward. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally Instead agree. Of a conversation. How long do you wait with a partner? If someone's, if your partner says something to you in that moment, that's really upsetting and hurtful. I know like the best thing in general is just to take a second to like, kind of like, like take a beat. So you're not reacting, but how long is the beat? Like, is there a certain time? Like if someone's living with you in your house, you're not going to go back to them the next day. If something's really eating at you, you're not, you're going to lose all that like intuitive stuff that we were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah. So you what just would you want say to reset that? yourself. You know, you can't you can't go into it if you're hurt and you come from the hurt in in and often the hurt will be angry. Um, so just note, are you feeling anger, resentment, frustration, impatience, or hopelessness? That is very low on the emotional scale. You're not going to be a good communicator from there because you're coming from your amygdala, not your prefrontal cortex where the good thinking happens. Mm -hmm. So your first job is to sit with that for a second for yourself, like go to the bathroom, wash your face, whatever, bring it back and reset. Again, set intention. Like that really hurt. I don't know what he meant. I, I know I think I do, but I'm going to suspend judgment for a minute 
I want to go say something and, but I love this person and we're going to figure it out together. Right. Together. Mm -hmm. Cause he, he mm -hmm. loves me or she loved whatever. And then when you go back, you do the thing I just said, Hey, is that something just happened in our conversation. And I'm, I just, you know, this is hard for me, but, and I, and not, but, and I, I, I want to, I want us to figure this out together. Cause I, I'm not sure what I heard or didn't hear. And I want us to get together on how we communicate around this thing. Mm -hmm. See the difference. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you can say, um, you know, when you said whatever before, how, how else could you say that to me? Cause I have to tell you, I did not hear that. Well, that really got me defensive and angry and it not in a good place. So what are you trying to communicate? Let's do this better right now. Mm -hmm. That you can do. Mm -hmm. And it's very different. You're calmer. You really are. Again, be curious. Got to be curious. But you yeah. have to have those mindful moments beforehand so that you can do all that. All right. I love that. Okay. We're going to wrap up. I have yeah. one scenario. I was like debating as you were talking. I was listening to you saying, I'm like, I don't know if I want to share this anecdote or not, but I'm going to because <laughs> I <laughs> It's with my ex-husband. Um, and we're really, for the record, everybody listening who doesn't know, I love him. We are very good friends. He's like a family. And I've, it's water under the bridge at this point. Yeah. But I, going back to my marriage, this still sort of like plagues me a little bit. Okay. I'm going to set this up for you. And I'm curious, I'm curious to know how you would have handled this, what you would have said. All right. So I was eight months pregnant with my son. Okay. And we had just made settlement on our new home. We had a home we sold and we bought like a bigger home for our growing family. And we were at settlement for a really long time. And I was starving. I don't think I ate breakfast that morning. Um, it's now, I feel like it would may have been 12, one o'clock, which right. is when you're eight months pregnant, like I was about to pass yeah, out. That's like dog years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no. <laughs> I was starving. Like I, I could have eaten like, like probably like a, a poison mushroom on the ground. I probably would have like, that's how hungry I was. Okay. We went to salad works and we drove to our house, our new house. And there was not a piece of furniture. There was nothing in the house because nothing has, was there yet. We went and opened up the house. We were waiting for the movers to come. So there was nowhere to basically go. So I think I, we had a, 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 an island in the kitchen basically, if that makes sense to you. And I was sort of like, I put my salad on the, on the island and I was eating the salad, but I was like standing up eating the salad, but I had to eat. <laughs> like he would have been driving me to the hospital if I didn't eat something yeah. in the near future. My blood sugar was low. Like right. I felt like awful. Why like, didn't you eat I, in the car? When you got the salad. I don't know. I don't remember. I think you what, if it was like the dead of summer. I feel like okay. it may have been like August in whatever. like but 95 degrees. Day, whatever. It, whatever. So we're eating in the house. He didn't though. He was waiting. I don't know. Whatever. And he's like, what are you, an animal? And it was so mean. Yeah. I took the salad. I went upstairs. I like locked the door and I sat on the floor in like the guest room or something, but I was like crying because I was so hurt. I'm like, I'm pregnant. And <laughs> an animal. I was just like so mean. I definitely addressed it with him. It but... was so thoughtless. I don't know if it was meant to be mean or not. It was thoughtless. <sighs> it was thoughtless. Yes. Yeah. That's all. It was thoughtful. You don't think he, he thought I was an animal? A bunch of papers, <laughs> signing for this new house. He's got a pregnant wife. This was your son, so you already had another kid. Yeah, my he daughter was with very my parents. Overwhelmed himself. Yeah, true. And very, remember, he's spinning on his disc. He's spinning true. on his little thing. You were overwhelmed. Yeah, it was not a nice thing to say. But again, when we categorize things, it's so mean. It's so that it's like he was thoughtless. It was not cool. It was not a good thing to say. And yeah, I, you know, I might have just stopped and said you know, that's hurtful. I'm going to assume you didn't mean it that way. Can you say something different to me right now? That's, that would have been better. Cause I remember feeling I hated, like, I hate you. I, well, <laughs> I was like, I hate your guts. I'm out of here. And when I, was, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't I was out of that that pregnant while, but... and that starving and that I, you know, let's give you a little break here. I mean, it's hard to be perfect in those moments, but I would say, give you both a break. 
It was hard for both of you. You were not taking good care of yourself, not eating and not grabbing a roll at the salad place. My God, right? You're because you're really weren't thinking well. I know. And I I also have my pride, Abby. I got no pride. I'm, 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 I'm not know. only eating the roll, I'm going to eat it off my stomach. Like I have no issue. <laughs> so forget that. But regardless, yeah. you know, again, it was a thoughtless thing and you don't want it to be bigger than it needs to be either. Mm-hmm. And you just want more mindfulness. You know, you just want to kind of bring, but again, if you, you know, when we're angry and we're yelling at people, it just doesn't create anything. And I'm not saying you have to be the Dalai Lama. You're allowed to get angry. You're allowed to get all these things. It's just try not to take action from that. Yeah, no, that's good advice. I just yeah. remember in the time um, feeling like he just hated me because why would you say something no. like that to he your did not pregnant hate. wife? Yeah, he was just, that's a good point. He's probably spinning he was on very his caught up. He was probably like, I'm not going to afford all this. We have a bigger house. I got <laughs> yeah. a harder. I got yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm much. sure. Yeah, right? I'm sure. I'm serious. Yeah. So he was probably thinking that for hours. Probably. And then we get to this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just, yeah. this. I mean, I don't love it, but there you go. And I know we need to end, but go ahead. No, I know, but he's okay. All right. So we are um, out of time. You gave us a lot of good advice um, and a lot of really good scenarios to keep in mind and things like that. So tell everybody, Abby, how we can find you and where your book is and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Everything really is on the website, (laughs) abbymedcalf.com, which I know you'll link to, you know. Yes. We'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. But uh, you can find all my social media there, the book, how to be happily married, even if your partner won't do thing amazon number one bestseller and you know the podcast is there all the things all lots of free resources lots of great stuff um so go there you share a lot of in your book a lot of like this was sort of a scratch surface of what you dive into in the book a lot right all right that's great that's good for everybody who's in a relationship um to implement into your life now it's also good for people who aren't like myself so that you can enter into a new relationship Um, on a healthier note, you know, with better tactics in mind and all of that. And then give it to your boyfriend or girlfriend and tell them to read it too. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. I agree. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.